Thanks for that really long reading, Ben. I really appreciate that. Uh, I know it took a lot of, a lot of work. Um, <laughs> but uh, I'd like to thank uh, everyone here, honestly, for showing up tonight. Um, it's always a blessing to be here to open up God's word and learn from his truths. So I, I really appreciate everyone here. Um, so our visitors here weren't here for my last sermon. Uh, it was about should we obey the Sabbath? But uh, for everyone that was here and uh, saw the Facebook comments, uh, you would know that there was a lot of people who were confused. Uh, there was a lot of people who were upset. Um, and honestly, uh, I kind of wanted to come tonight to, to give people a better understanding uh, of the, the new commandments we follow. Um, so that's, that's going to be the title of what, I, what I'm going to be speaking about tonight, the new commandments uh, that we follow. And as we all know, God instituted uh, the Ten Commandments that he gave to uh, Moses in Exodus uh, chapter 20. And it's clear that uh, those commandments were, were done away with. And uh, I mentioned that on my last sermon about uh, different passages through the Bible that uh, go through and explaining that those commandments are, are definitely done away with. Um, but just to be clear, I want to confirm again that Jesus said in Matthew 5.18, if you want to turn to Matthew 5.18. Matthew 5.18 says, For surely I say to you, till heaven and earth pass away, one jot or one tittle will by no means pass away from the law till all is fulfilled. So we can see from this passage here that Jesus says that one day the law will pass away. And he says, when it's all fulfilled. Now, when Jesus was on that cross in John, John chapter 19, if you want to turn to John chapter 19, And in verse 30, Jesus says, So when Jesus had received the sour wine, he said, It is finished. And bowing his head, he gave up his spirit. So Jesus acknowledged that the work that he came to do on this earth was finished. We understand that it was fulfilled. And here is a further, a further message in Mark 9. Mark 9.1, Assuredly I say to you that there are some standing here who will not taste death till they see the kingdom of God present with power. So as we can see here, people that were alive during the time of Jesus were to be alive when, the, when God's kingdom was to come into power. So that right there should tell us that Jesus fulfilled the law and that old law should be done away with. Now, we know that a testament has to come into effect after the death of the testator. 
And we can see this in Hebrews chapter 9. If you want to turn to Hebrews chapter 9. And in verse 16, it says, For where there is a testament, there also must of necessity be the death of the testator. For a testament is in force after men are dead, since it has no power at all while the testator lives. Therefore, not even the first covenant was dedicated without blood. So we can see that Jesus' death marked the end of the Old Testament and the beginning of the New Testament. And for further clarification, we can turn to Colossians, Colossians chapter 2. Colossians chapter 2 and verse 14. Having wiped out the handwriting of requirements that was against us, which was contrary to us, and he has taken it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross, having disarmed principalities and powers, he made a public spectacle of them triumphing over it. So let no one judge you in food or drink or regarding a festival or a new moon or Sabbaths, which are a shadow for things to come, but the substance is of Christ. And we know that he sits at the right hand of God, and he is ruling the kingdom, and you can see that in Acts chapter 1. So we've established that Jesus came to this earth, he fulfilled the law, and took out the old law that was once in power, and now we have a new law that's in power. And some might say, well, does that mean that we don't have to follow the first and tenth, or first one through ten commandments, do we have to not follow those anymore? Well, I would say yes. We don't have to follow those anymore. But the reason is because a lot of those, well, first of all, obviously Jesus nailed them to the cross, but a lot of those commandments are repeated in the New Testament. And that's what I wanted to talk about tonight. So if you want to turn into our Bibles to uh, Exodus chapter 20. Exodus chapter 20 is when God is giving the new law to the Jews. So in Exodus chapter 20, starting in verse 1, And God spoke all these, thing, all these words, saying, I am the Lord your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt. Out of the house of bondage, you shall have no other gods before me. Well, that would be the first one. You shall have no other gods before me. Well, where can we find this in the New Testament? Well, one place we can look is 1 Corinthians chapter 8 in verse 4. Therefore, concerning the eating of things offered to idols, we know that an idol is nothing in the world, and that there is no other God but one. So that would, that would take out this first, first commandment that we have here that's repeated in the new law. So what about the second commandment? You shall not make any graven image, it says. Okay, so what is that? That would be an idol, right? 
So where, where can we find that? Let's turn in our Bibles to 1 Corinthians chapter 6. Can start in verse 9. Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived, neither fornicators nor idolaters. So we can see here that idolatry is condemned in the New Testament as well. So what about this uh, third commandment, taking the Lord's name in vain? Well, we can turn into Matthew. Matthew chapter 5. Matthew 5 and verse 34. But I say to you, do not swear at all, neither by heaven, for it is God's throne, nor by the earth, for it is his footstool, nor by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. Nor shall you swear by your head, because you cannot make one hair white or black. But let your yes be yes, and your no be no, for whatever is more than these is from the evil one. Yes, sir. So we can see that we should not be taking the Lord's name in vain. Now, this fourth commandment here, keeping the Sabbath, keeping it holy. Well, the verse that I quoted earlier, Colossians chapter 2, takes care of the Sabbath. It says it right there in Colossians chapter 2. Do not let any man judge you in the Sabbath. And that Jesus nailed those to the cross mentioning all the Sabbaths, not just the yearly Sabbath, but the weekly and the monthly as well. So let's move on to the fifth commandment. Honor your father and your mother. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 6. Ephesians chapter 6, starting in verse 1. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and your mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with you and you may live long on the earth. So we can see that God obviously wanted to retain these commandments because they're very important. And uh, children, make sure you're obeying your mom and dad. I know it's hard, but... Not too long from now, you'll be uh, on your own. <laughs> All right, let's go to the sixth commandment, murdering. Well, we can turn to Galatians chapter 5. Galatians chapter 5, starting in verse 21, talking about uh, the works of the flesh. In verse 19, it mentions... Murder, murder being a work of the, of, the, of the flesh. And then it says, drop down, the, uh, those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. So we can see murder is also another commandment that's established in our new covenant. Obviously, there's many more. We can go to Revelations chapter 21 and 8. We can go to Matthew 19, 18, uh, James 2, 11, Matthew 15, 19. Uh, but there's, there's, there's plenty. It's not just in, in one verse. So let's go to the seventh commandment. Do not commit adultery. Well, we can stay right there in Galatians because it says right there in verse 19, 
that the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery. So we can see adultery is also condemned. And obviously that's not the only place that it's condemned as well. There's uh, plenty of other verses. The Eighth Commandment, do not steal. Well, you can just go back to 1 Corinthians chapter 6. 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and in verse 10. It says that thieves, nor thieves nor covetous, will inherit the kingdom of God. So thievery is condemned also in the new covenant. The ninth commandment, not bearing false witness. We can go to 1 John, 1 John chapter 2. 1 John chapter 2, starting in verse 4. He who says, I know him and does not keep his commandments is a liar and the truth is not in him. 1 Timothy 1.10 1 For fornicators, for sodomites, for kidnappers, for liars, for perjurers, and if there is any other one thing that is contrary to sound doctrine, according to the glorious gospels of the blessed God which was committed to my trust. So we can see not to bear false witness. There's plenty more verses for that. Coveting, I also mentioned that in, uh, in Galatians 5.19 there. Uh, so in the New Covenant. So when people say that we're throwing out the Ten Commandments, we're not. We're simply finding the commandments within the New Covenant which we are under. And I understand that this must be for new Christians must be hard to, to come to terms with maybe, um, especially if culturally, uh, like most of us, have been taught about the, the Ten Commandments and, and being uh, taught that those are the things that we should be following. But it's clear that these are repeated in our new covenant and that we must follow them. So now, obviously, there wasn't just Ten Commandments in the old law. I think it says that there was about 600, uh, give or take, 600 laws in the Old Covenant. And there's a lot more laws in the New Covenant. There's, there's plenty of laws in the New Covenant, but obviously a lot of those laws are done away with in the Old Law. So if we can take a, a lesson from this, it would be that we look to the Old Law to understand what God thinks and to understand how how God thinks of certain sins, how God treated certain sins, and how God punished things. But that is not what we look to for the laws that we should obey today. And I hope that that was clear. Now, Jesus says that there's two commandments in the New Testament that you can hang the law and the prophets all on. And he says this in Matthew chapter 22, verse 37. Jesus says, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, that this is the first and great commandment. And then in verse 39 he says, And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Now, our great Jesus, our Savior, he says, if we just follow these two things, 
that all these other laws will be followed if we just love God and love our neighbors. And I think this is very clear and this is very uh, easy to see if we just look to the Bible to explain how things are in our current times and not try to weasel our way out of uh, doing the new laws and explaining it away. I think I've heard uh, people break down the, the old law and say that there's a dietary laws and that there's, uh, uh, you know, uh, different laws as far as uh, whether we should be following certain moral laws, dietary laws, but we understand that uh, there was no distinction in the Old Testament that way. Uh, they were all just laws of God, and it's the same way in the New Testament. There, we, we have laws from God that we must follow. And let's not convolute things. Let's put stakes in the ground and make sure that we're following these laws. And uh, for all of, all of you out there that uh, might want a list of laws that we shouldn't offend in our New Testament, you can write down 1 Corinthians chapter 6, 9 through 10, Galatians 5, 19 through 21, and Revelations chapter 21 and verse 8. Those are uh, long, what we call laundry list of sins that uh, if we commit, that we will not inherit the kingdom of God. So, and as a new Christian, that was definitely uh, something that uh, I looked to a lot, and I know uh, anyone here would definitely be reading those constantly to make sure that we aren't offending God in, in anything that we do. Now, we must keep these laws, and we must remain obedient to Christ. And it says this in Hebrews chapter 5 and verse 9. It says that he is the author of eternal salvation to all those who obey him. And I understand that following all these laws might seem hard to people. And it is. But through Christ, all these things can be accomplished. Um, there's a famous verse, Philippians 4.13, all things can be done through Christ who strengthens us. And I think that all of us here should have confidence that if we are in Christ, that we can maintain these laws of today. Now, that doesn't mean that we earn our salvation through obeying these laws. Our salvation comes through grace. Now, this grace that we have this grace that's mentioned in uh, Romans chapter 5, if you want to flip there. Romans chapter 5, and in verse... ...21. So that as sin reigned in death, even so grace might reign through righteousness to eternal life... ...through Jesus, through Jesus Christ, our Lord. So we see that... The only way we can be saved is through Christ and through God's grace. But does that mean that we should sin? And Paul says right here in, in the beginning of chapter 6, it says, What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Certainly not. How shall we who died to sin live any longer in it? So we can see that 
as Christians, we are dead, dead to sin. And we must remain in that state to be with Jesus Christ and to enter the kingdom of God. Now, may we from time to time falter? Yes. And if we do falter, we know that it says in 1 John 1.9 that, let's turn there now, 1 John 1.9. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So we can see that we still have an advocate with the Father if we repent and confess our sins. So don't let it scare you that we have an entire laundry list of commandments to follow. Remember, we can do this through Christ as long as we are in his commandments and we trust in him. So I know that uh, I don't have a, a pretty slideshow or a, a, a nice little uh, help, help for you guys here as far as all the lists, but uh, I know for our listening audience out there, you're going to have a nice uh, slideshow coming up <laughs> and you'll be able to see uh, the, the list of commandments that we are to follow. So. I don't want it to be confusing for anyone. We aren't saying that, uh, that there, there isn't laws that we don't follow. There is. There's laws that we follow now. And don't be confused. We don't follow the old commandments anymore. Those were done away. And I know uh, it may be hard for some people out there to put away the past. But we know that in Galatians 5 and in verse 4, It says that you have become estranged from Christ. You who attempt to be justified by the law, you have fallen from grace. And what what he's saying there is that if we try to go back to that old law, that we have fallen from grace, even just following one law from the old law. And if we can't find it in the new covenant of today, then that means we shouldn't follow it anymore. And... If there is anyone in the audience who hasn't tasted the heavenly gift of Christ and that hasn't believed that he died and was resurrected three days later, if you haven't repented for your sins and confessed Jesus Christ as your Savior with your mouth, if you haven't obeyed and been baptized for the remission of your sins, I would ask you to please come forward tonight. We don't want you to end up in eternal darkness forever. Please, please come forward as we stand and sing the invitation song.